Welcome to Bay Patrol. Haven't you- seen you in forever. Where you been all my life? Edition. I agree. Good one. longest week of my whole life yeah maybe not but it was very long it seemed like a really long time. especially long this week or are yeah. all of them long and then you get to the end and they feel like the longest i mean that probably is it yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> how you been <laughs> i don't even know yeah it's just been a really long time since we saw each other i was so excited for you to come and record tonight because i've missed you and it was so nice to it's just so nice to see you yeah agreed it has been a long time i know it's been at least a month oh yeah for sure yeah. This every other week thing blows for absolutely everyone, us included. So sorry. Hopefully we can (laughs) (laughs) narrow it down and make some more content. So it's all because of law school. I apologize. It is what it what can be right now. And it's better than (laughs) it's better than not doing it. And for sure. Yeah. I'm just glad we're getting them out there. You I know. know. It's, we have to patrol these babes. Yeah. These babes cannot be unpatrolled. They cannot patrol themselves. That's for <laughs> that sure. Is, this is certainly <laughs> for sure. If no one's around to patrol the babes, are the babes even out? I mean, this is like like if a tree falls in the forest. Does are there babes it? at all? Yeah. Do babes cease to exist? Yeah, they unbabe when yeah. they're not patrolling. I mean, if you aren't patrolling on the apps, then the algorithm definitely unfavors you. So, so true. Pretty much is the case. So true. We patrol the babes and the algorithm patrols us all. Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, okay. Well, you know, did you um <laughs> did you celebrate Halloween? Kind of. I uh handed out candy to hundreds of children. Oh, you're in a prime location. Yes. And it's really fun. Yeah. Um yeah. we we have a great location. So South Berwick has like a tiny Halloween parade. I think it starts at the fire station. It ends at the school, which is like a total of three blocks. Cute. If you can even measure things in, in blocks in a non-city. But yeah, it's a, it's about that. And um, and then at the end of the parade, that's sort of like the beginning of trick-or-treating. It sort of like opens the festivities. Mm-hmm. But I live like, yeah, right next to the elementary school, basically. And there's like a little back path from the the fields out back like right to my street so it's just like the second the parade's over and people started early this year so it was like <laughs> usually it's six when everything starts but i got home at like 1 30 <laughs> <laughs> i got home i can't even remember where i was i was somewhere in kittery but i don't remember what i was doing i got home at like quarter of six and there were like already people trick-or-treating my friends and I, who we live in the same house on different sides of the duplex, we always kind of join forces and just do it in their Smart. driveway. So anyway, I went over there and it was just like a constant stream. Like we have a line down the driveway at certain points, like waiting Whoa, to get candy. Yeah. And it just like does that for like two hours and mm-hmm. then it's over. It's always fun to see everybody's costumes. So I feel like every year there's like a theme. Absolutely. Like there's a theme. How many my Barbies experience. did you say? <laughs> I don't know. Not a theme like that, but a theme sort of in how I experience it where oh. I notice different things. Last year's theme was <laughs> for myself was, oh, shit, I think I'm older than I think I am <laughs> because <laughs> I had this moment halfway through the night 
where I was like, wow, there are so many like cute little kids with like older siblings who are taking their little siblings out mm. trick or treating. Uh-huh. And then probably this happened probably 10 times. And then all of a sudden I was like, nope, those are their parents. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. I parents are getting younger and younger. Like, These people are not old enough to have children. <laughs> so that was last year's big moment. This year was... I don't understand any of these references. I don't know what half of these kids are. They're all like dressed like some YouTuber or like a Minecraft thing or like, I don't know, when we would ask, they would respond and I'd be like, I don't know what those words are <laughs> like so many times. Like, awesome. <laughs> Did you see any skeebity toilets? I have no idea. Okay. Oh, that's the face in the toilet? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I did not. Okay. Yeah. I did see a couple whoopee cushions, but those were adults, and I knew that reference. <laughs> I was going to say, like, <laughs> I think, I hope it's not rude to mention that referentially, you have you have had trouble with that for a long time, even in, like, oh, yeah, yeah. adults. <laughs> even with things that I've seen <laughs> yes, before. I'm like, yes. I don't know. People who quote movies and shows even when i've seen them i'm like what the fuck are you talking about? yeah exactly and this, then you yeah. add this layer in uh, that it's like gen alpha and you're like whoa Jesus. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and generally i'm just like pop culture is not something i keep up with at all right anyway so it's not surprising mm -hmm. but it is like i've really turned a quarter on like even when they tell me what they are i'm still just like never heard those words in my life <laughs> like, rock on <laughs> rock on <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was so great. When where I grew up, up in Franconia, it, it was like Halloween was such a trip. It was like so fun. It was so intense. We used to have lots and lots of kids like you are experiencing who would come to our house because we were like in one of the only like neighborhoods mm -hmm. of a rural town. And then my um, town every year in like the town square, which was kind of behind my house, like one street behind my house, we would have this gigantic bonfire where everyone would drag their Christmas trees out there. Like, I don't know, in February or whatever. And then they would just like, people oh, would, I was like, would, they would save them until no, the following October. I no, but, and they would just live there and then they would just pile any other extra wood. Anything that was wooden would go on this bonfire and the bonfire was the pile itself was fucking huge. And then at 8 p.m. on Halloween, they would light that shit up. Everyone would from would come in and it would burn all night long. Whoa. And people would play music and we'd all eat our candy and we would like dance around. That and sounds look amazing. At, look at costumes. Yeah, it was like such a, a powerful thing, especially because like burning a gigantic fire in the middle of your community on Samhain, like mm. it was very pagan. Yeah. And well, so I feel like that makes sense for Franco. Totally. <laughs> totally. But it's just like really special and cool. Yeah. Um, I miss that. Uh, I miss that part of Halloween for sure from yeah. growing up. Yeah. I loved trick or treating growing up. I mean, I lived in a place we didn't get trick or treaters. Um, but if just up the street from me, there was this little neighborhood. For a long time, there just wasn't like a real neighborhoody neighborhood to yeah, trick or treat. Yeah, sure. But there was this one little one that actually previously had been an airstrip Whoa. that was up the road from me. And then they just like developed it and built houses along yeah. the airstrip. And um, so that was a great place to trick or treat. Mm. So you could just make the loop. And like that was what we did. It was like probably 15 houses, you know, and then, it, then we we're done. But like I just remember like my favorite part of all of it was coming home 
and laying everything out on the floor and then like organizing it in different ways. Yeah. I see that. The taxonomy of candy. (laughs) It was like, Ooh, and then you get it all sorted out and you figure out like your numbers and what it's looking like. (laughs) And then you can start maybe doing some trades to balance things out. Or I don't know. I just like loved the feel of like, and the possibility of it like laid out Mm -hmm. in front of me and then eating it, of course, which I also loved. What are your favorite Halloween candies? It changes, but I'm definitely more of like a chocolate person, I would say, than a fruity generally. So, mm-hmm. though I love gummy candies, like real ones, uh-huh. like I gave out Haribo, like a mini packets of Haribos this year. Uh-huh. But I love, I love Milky Ways. I like, mm-hmm. I love caramel. Uh huh. Um, I love a Snickers. Uh-huh. Anything kind of nutty, nougaty, peanutty. I used to be a big hundred grand person. Oh, I love the texture of a hundred grand. Yeah. Yeah. I like anything with that kind of crispy rice sort of thing going on. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly, I like it all. Even uh-huh. the candy that I like the least, I still really like. Awesome. <laughs> How about you? I think it's Kit Kat supremacy for me. Ooh, Kit Kats are great. Kit Kat and caramel Twix supremacy in terms of like snack size those mm-hmm. little the small sizes those are my faves in the small size twix are yeah right up there for me definitely i can't believe i didn't mention that but texturally yeah. important i also really like to eat both of those candies top down oh i eat i eat a twix bottom up oh do you you eat the cookie first yes uh-huh because then i like to let the because i don't I don't want to hold the caramel for very long, but I really, or I don't want to hold either part of the chocolate for very long, but I like to really let the, the caramel like melt slowly in my mouth. So I don't want to be holding the cookie. So I eat the cookie off first, enjoy that. And then I pop the caramel in my mouth. Nice. Yeah. I like that we have this process. Did I ever tell you that when I was a little, little kid, like six years old, I used to. When we would go to like McDonald's to get a Happy Meal, I would eat the hamburger top down. Whoa. I would first. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I would take off the top bun and lick it. And then I would eat the bun. And then I would eat like whatever was next. But and you would I, lick the bun? Yeah, because there was a little bit of ketchup on okay. it. Okay. So I'd lick that off first and then I would eat the <laughs> top bun. And then I would lick the hamburger patty and then <laughs> eat that. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty bonkers, and I went all the way down. I loved it. I loved layer by layer, <laughs> and that is now still how I eat a Kit Kat. So, oh yeah, that's, that's a great way to eat a Kit Not Kat. Not a lot of licking with the Kit Kat, but still. no, yeah. Um, you know, thinking about candy, I feel like I've seen a lot of videos on TikTok this year around this Halloween season, talking about how Reese's peanut butter cups and Reese's pieces are pronounced. And I, oh, what I want to sure. know is. Yeah. Did you grow up calling it Reese's Pieces or Reese's Pieces? Uh, Like every other warm-blooded, red-blooded American fucking girl, it was Reese's Pieces. No shit, right? Until I was an adult and told that that was wrong. Yeah, until I read it. Like until I actually read it and I was like, why am I calling these Reese's Pieces? But I still call it that and I don't care. I'm not changing. Um, Yeah, and I don't think I ever really changed. Yeah. Um, But – and I don't think I ever read it and had that awareness that you didn't have an awakening around that. <laughs> but I think people just informed me that it was wrong. And I was like, I don't care. Fuck you. Um, and that's where I remain. <laughs> Reese's Pieces. Hello. Yeah. I don't know if this is fake news. And I do not know if this is a conspiracy theory. So it's gossip. Perfect. Yeah. Uh- great segue. <laughs> <laughs> but this TikTok purported to say, allegedly... That Reese's 
was under investigation for teeny tiny worms in its candies huh. this year. That doesn't surprise me. Alive ones. Yeah. Wriggling. That's gross. So gross. It's very Halloween. <laughs> but it's uh, pretty spooky. But it does not surprise me at all. Yeah. That, all that industrial food, when I hear about there being like flies or bugs in it or like rat poop or rat poison i'm like yeah i've ever been i'm not that i've ever been to a place where they manufacture these things but like right you can only imagine there's only so much delicious peanut butter you can have without attracting flies and therefore having maggots or like whatever you know <laughs> and so you it's so, so funny to me because you seem like and i don't give a shit i'll <laughs> take the really. maggots with the reese's pieces <laughs> First of all, don't just put it in your mouth and don't bite into it. So like people who are taking these dainty ass bites of a Reese's cup, peanut butter cup, you're asking for it. So just <laughs> And secondly, you're asking for it, my god. Sorry, no. that sounded really uh... <laughs> How short is the skirt on your Reese's peanut butter cup? <laughs> <laughs> I am going to prosecute you and take you to jail. I'm not saying you're asking for it to happen. You're just asking to know. <laughs> you are a asking, you're asking to find out. You're fucking around and finding out. Exactly. Yeah, and sure. I feel like people don't realize how many worms are in their food anyway. Like uh -huh. fish. Like, I'm sorry. If you order fish from like even the best fish restaurant in the world, like guess what? All fish has worms in it. And some, some fish is worse than other fish, but you're eating worms all the time. Not that our food shouldn't be safe and people should be like paying attention to it as much as possible, but yeah. I good. am in a death spiral. Oh no. Oh no. I, do I need to do a dewormer? Because I no. see that on TikTok all the time as well. Nope. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm so scared now. That's uh, fine. If you're eating fish, you're eating worms. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Well, I saw also on TikTok that if you eat half a cup of papaya seeds, you'll shit out any worms in your body. Don't anybody do that. Is I that science? Science facts? I don't think it's science facts. <laughs> I think it's TikTok science and I don't think it's safe. <laughs> and I can't really imagine the sort of like pellet shits that you would do <laughs> after <laughs> eating half a cup of <laughs> papaya like, I'm just picturing everyone having a different way of ejecting them. Like one's like one at a time, like an old fashioned Tommy gun. And then some people are just like scatter shot. <laughs> like buckshot. Yes. Buckshot out the butthole. You know what? Honestly, this has become shit patrol. Every single episode. <laughs> We received some feedback about our Jacqueline Scott episode. Someone asked us if we could have people call the Lips phone just to tell us stories of when they shit themselves and then edit it all into an entire hour of content. <laughs> so we're thinking about it. <laughs> if you want to call That's the Lips phone. Yeah. If you want to call the Lips phone with a story of the, that time you shit yourself, please feel free. You know? Absolutely fine. And the number is... Yeah. I think. Test me here. Why don't you say it? Yep. Try it out. 207-544-9108. Hell yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yes. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Great. So in case love. my question marks didn't inspire any confidence, the number is 207-544-9108. <laughs> it's the Babe Patrol Lips phone. Exactly. You can call anytime, day or night. Nobody will answer or hear it ring. 
but we will get your message. Yes. If yes. you call in the night, nobody will hear you scream. You can also. But we, <laughs> we will <laughs> happily listen to it later. And you can leave us a voice note there and you can also text us. You can do all of the above. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gossip alerts. Yeah. On that note, do you have any, have we gotten anything on the lips phone lately? We did get a little something on the lips phone. Yes. What a good transition. We didn't uh, even plan that. Thank you. I know. <laughs> Smooth like butter. <laughs> <laughs> like peanut butter with worms in it. <laughs> okay. So we got a message on the lips phone mm-hmm. and this was the message from the busybody. Hot goss alert. There is a new store in downtown Dover called Wheat that sells $100 t-shirts and it's co-owned by an actor from Pretty Little Liars. What? (laughs) And then a second message from this gossipy little busybody that said, it's next to Harvey's. Okay. (laughs) So for people who don't live here, Harvey's is this ancient bakery in Dover. (laughs) I think they opened it in the 30s originally, no? I don't know. I think so. I think that's the lore of Harvey's is that it was open in the 30s. It feels right. It feels right. (laughs) It feels like nothing's changed since the 30s when you walk in there. Um, Anyway, and that's in downtown Dover. So yeah, $100 t-shirt store. And I don't know which actor from Pretty Little Liars they did not say. Which show is Pretty Little Liars? I feel like that's one I always get confused with another one that I have seen, but I have not seen one of them. Isn't there Pretty Little Lies as well, which, I think which so. was on HBO and that was the limited series with all yes. of the women? Yes. That's yeah. the one I've seen. That's the one I've seen too. And okay. I've not seen Pretty Little Liars, but it gives me strong Gossip Girl vibes. Like okay. sort of like 18-year-olds in high school in New York, extremely we- wealthy and like cliquish meanery. I, you I know, think. I always gave myself shit for confusing the two of them, but since they have the same name, essentially, I feel less bad about it. But now I, I kind of want to look up the, the – uh... I mean, I'm saying that I think those are the two names, but I could be wrong. And there's probably someone screaming at their radio right now. Ra- <laughs> radio. Yeah, screaming at their radio. The other one is Big Little Lies. Oh, Big yeah. Little? That's bizarre. Yeah. Big, big little, little, lies. little Lies. Okay. Yes. Pretty Little Lies, Pretty Little Liars, Big Little Lies. <laughs> Tiny Pretty Things. Just... Big Ass Eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Big ass thighs. <laughs> Big ass thighs. <laughs> so yeah, this is my first little gossip. Okay. But I have a couple of other little items that I'd love to bring to you. Okay. So this is less fun and a little like <laughs> All right. a little teensy scary. A little, yeah. yeah. Get, get ready. Yeah. yeah exactly. Okay. What do you know about Blood Tribe? Nothing. Okay. So Blood Tribe is a white supremacy group, an American hate group. And um, they're really hoping it would be like a feminist power group. (laughs) Oh, totally. Like, like as in period blood. Yeah. Yeah, We wish. But no. And the the leader of Blood Tribe, his name is Christopher Polehouse. And he last year ish bought 10 acres of land in Lincoln, Maine Mm. to establish essentially a compound and training facility for Blood Tribe. Holy shit. He was hoping to recruit members across the country and have them all move to Maine so they could live together and train for the coming white revolution. Wow. Okay. I mean, I hate to say this, but it sounds very New Hampshire, if you ask me. Oh, for sure. I was very- (laughs) Not that we don't have tons of that shit in Maine, but I feel like New Hampshire, as we've discussed before, is very much uh, because of the live free or die thing and the sort of like libertarian draw- 
gets a lot of that. So Oh, it's for sure giving New Hampshire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a one thousand <laughs> percent. And I was surprised. Yes, yeah, giving New Hampshire. But it's not. But it was unfortunately Lincoln, Maine. Hmm. And so I had heard about this last year when he bought it and I had seen some things on um Instagram about it, specifically from like black organizers here in Maine who were like, yo, this is really bad. Is anyone gonna do anything about this? But unfortunately, as we know, Things like um, like regulations and zoning, those are all on the side of white people, you know? Mm-hmm. And so there wasn't really a way to officially kick him out. Like he paid fair and square for his land mm-hmm. and like no activity had happened yet there. So I imagine if like really terrifying activity that required the state police, for example, to go out and whatever, that like if we had criminal charges or something like that, then that could possibly open something interesting up there but none of that just had a dude saying terrible shit on the internet Mm -hmm. and um and like making threats but not doing anything so he had moved there and um he now has sold that plot of land he just sold it like a couple months ago or or maybe even last month it was very recent Mm -hmm. maybe yeah maybe it's hard because the last couple of months have really seared together into one block of time (laughs) for me but He sold it. And the reason that he sold it, he actually said on social media, I think on Telegram, which I will never, never step a delicate toe onto. um, But I think he said on Telegram that um, Maine leftists made it unsafe for him to live in Maine. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) No. Unsafe. So I know you poor little white people. They made it unsafe for you to make it unsafe for other people. (laughs) I know. And he was like. Fuck up and die, motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm like, hooray, Maine Antifa. And also, like, local businesses did not want him to come into their businesses, including Planet Fitness, that literally banned him from being a member because he was. Early on, Planet Fitness in Lincoln, Maine. Wow. Well, whichever one was near there, mm-hmm. like who knows, he might have 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 had to drive kind of far together. I'm not sure, but they, um, basically, they said like, you can't come here anymore because people complained about your fucking swastika tattoos, wow. you know. And they were just like, get the fuck out, GTFO. And they uh, banned him from being a member, so he couldn't go to the gym. And like, he was just like, I'm getting banned from places up here. And so, yeah. We're just really stoked to see him go. I'm like, bye forever. I don't know who purchased it. I don't know if, if it's another bad man. Hard to know, but there we go. Wow. He said that the leftists were so mean that that no, none of his white supremacist families that he was hoping to have living at the compound would come up to visit. Wow. I know. Oh, my gosh. That's so successful. I know. <laughs> I was like, this is like, I mean, this is community building. This is what I'm talking about. Like, just great. I've been to Lincoln. There's a Rennie's or there used to be a, either a Rennie's or a Martin's there. Same and thing. I stopped in there once and it was, um, Rennie's is better than Martin's, I will say. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Wow. Mm. Wow. Big statement. Yes. Huge statement coming out of this main podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Rennie's is better than Martin's people. Holy shit. That's you know, my, my personal opinion. I've never and we welcome to, yours. I've never been to either. <laughs> Oh, I know. Rennie's a main adventure. Uh, we could go there together. I would yeah. be very into it. We could go to both so I could form my own opinion. That's right. Well, I will say that that Rennie's a main adventure has is is great. Martin's has its strengths depending on the ones. But they do. They did definitely have the best like and most earwormy commercials. Martin's. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. I should have bought, bought it when I saw it at Martin's. Martin's. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And never have I ever been, but I do love their song. And I don't like Martin's because it has connections to our former governor, Paula Page, who Woof. was a real shitbag. So yeah. um, it really fell a few notches in my book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah these are all important yeah. plot points here. But anyway, yeah. the Rennies or Martin's that I went to in Lincoln to pick up a few things before going on this camping trip. I was going between sort of the Katahdin area and I was going out to like way down east to go camping and backpacking. I needed a couple things and it was like the most depressing yeah. store. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. 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 Anyway. It's pretty um, sparse yeah. up there. Yeah. yeah. That was my, one, my one Lincoln memory, but. So great gossip. I, I know love that. really and stoked to hear it and proud of Maine. And so great job, Maine. Mm-hmm. And then let's see. So uh, we already um, addressed in our last episode, our love out to Lewiston. And I have this piece of gossip that just happened the night after what happened with the, uh, the night after the Lewiston shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, I think everyone was pretty like, hazy about whether they should leave their houses or not. We didn't have a stay-at-home order down here, but like at the same time, there just were not a lot of people out. Mm -hmm. I think people were just in general being really cautious about what they were doing. But I needed some groceries. I was like bare pantry here. So at a at like right after nightfall, so around this time, so it's only 620 right now, but it's totally dark outside. Yeah. Totally dark outside. And so I I had been doing homework all day and I finally was like, oh my gosh, if I'm going to have anything for dinner, I have to go to the grocery store. So I decided to go to Whole Foods. So there's no one really on the road and it's totally black as night. (laughs) It is night. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm driving along. Like at different times, you know, during um, the day after this uh, shooting, I had heard like, you know, sirens and like just basic travels because I'm sure there were like kind of cohorts of police traveling up there and like, you know, just people – traveling um to like help with with what was going on and i was driving down route one bypass i like to sneak the back way into whole foods around by home depot i just prefer that way Yeah. yeah so i was going up the bypass and i was passing by I think we've discussed this in prior episodes, but for those who do not know, we have a World War II submarine called the USS Albacore that has been placed on the ground in like sort of a memorial museum sort of atmosphere just uh, just on the other side of our middle bridge. So I was passing by the Albacore. And as I was driving by the Albacore, no one else is on the road. I see flashing lights. And what I can make out among the flashing lights, a giant crane, and they're at the albacore. And I was like, what the hell is this about? And I realized that I think they're fiddling around with the ghost. And do you know the ghost? Mm -mm. So the ghost is this underwater, like, spy craft that they had been um, like creating, I guess, at the shipyard that was also placed like in a memorial sort of way at the Albacore, but was like suspended. And it's like a bat shaped underwater craft. (laughs) Uh And so there was a crane and like three construction vehicles with flashing lights and, and the crane was like attached to something there. And I think it was all around the ghost. And I was like, oh, my God, are they putting the ghost back in the water? <laughs> and why are they doing it in the pitch black of night? But and like, on this quick, night, get the ghost back from the museum and deploy it. I know. Sad. Exactly. Deploy the ghost <laughs> because we're looking for the guy. <laughs> 
But I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on. But and and I still don't know because I haven't even driven by it since. So who knows? But I thought it was fishy, and I wanted to tell you about it. I was like, oh my god, are they using the ghost again? Is the ghost like, even though it's been sitting like under the sun, the like, rain, this is our best option. The ice, the snow, exactly. There's like probably a, like somebody like dusting it or putting Christmas lights know, on it. Yeah. Totally, totally, totally. And I was like, the ghost comes back from the dead out of retirement. It's so interesting when something big happens in the news and then you sort of go about like your regular patterns in life, but it's like you're experiencing everything through that lens. So it feels like everything relates. And while I hate it when these like obviously terrible things happen in the world, it is such like an an interesting feeling in a way. Yeah. does this it's like your brain is just looking for evidence because it doesn't know and it's like is yeah. this related is that related and you're like it's just like the the shift in the way your brain starts to make connections that i enjoy observing mm. from yeah myself. yeah no that makes sense yeah um okay so that was another piece of gossip mm-hmm. and then my final little item that i wanted <laughs> to bring to you is something sort of historical that i ran across during um you know those nights when you're like watching tv and you're trying to dissociate <laughs> Uh, yes, very well. <laughs> and something came up and I Googled it. And it's called – tell me if you've ever heard of this. Have you ever heard of the Scold's Bridal? No. Okay. So the Scold's Bridal, sometimes called a witch's bridal, a Branks bridal, or simply the Branks, or also the Gossip's Bridal. Mm. It was a an instrument of punishment, specifically – public humiliation punishment. Uh-oh. And you, <laughs> you I have that every day of my life. So. <laughs> I know this whole podcast sometimes is public humiliation punishment for me. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Um so it was a it functioned to silence the wearer. So obviously it was put on women. Yes. <laughs> and typically it was put on bossy, loud, nagging women. So us um but it was so women who had ancient podcasts yeah exactly exactly (laughs) women who were just trying to have some fun and whose husbands sort of suck (laughs) but um it was from i think the 17th and 18th or the 18th century so 1700s 18th century and essentially it was like a um like an iron helmet that had a bit that you had to bite down on and then it would it had like a little spike in it and it would hold your mouth shut and then you would be paraded around the square with a leash on that and you would have this a sign hung on your chest that said scold and so essentially it was like if you gossiped too much you had to wear the gossip bridle (laughs) i know i was sad about it too and i could but i also was like oh my god this is crazy it was like yet another way to like try to you know control women and like humiliate them into submission etc etc and it was also like i said used on women who had too much to say and nagged a lot. Anyway, so I just wanted to tell you about it because I couldn't believe there was a punishment for gossiping at some I mean, I could believe it, yeah. but I didn't realize it's like, it. Isn't that mostly what the Salem witch trials were? Oh, for fucking sure. <laughs> Hell yeah. So those are all of my items that I've brought today. Yeah. Did you bring any gossip for me? I did. So I am proud to say that my gossip... I gathered firsthand. Oh my gosh, yes. And it involves some wild speculation on my part. I love wild (laughs) speculation. Wild speculation is my favorite. (laughs) So 
Here we go. Yes. All right. So a few weeks ago, early October, um, I went to see Bonnie Prince Billy play out on Peaks Island. Oh, lovely. And I met a what couple of friends. What a lovely place to it see him. It was amazing. Like oh. Waterfront. It was amazing. It was one of those really warm nights. It oh. was like a fake summer day. So it was like almost 90 degrees during the day. And I went, I left work a little early, went up, took the ferry over to the island, like basked in the sun. It was great. I met our friends, Amy and Sean over there. We packed like a picnic dinner. um, And there are like at this venue, there are little picnic tables and then like lawn seating area. But I wanted to get there early because I wanted to get a picnic table. And when I got there, there was like stuff on all of the picnic tables, except for the one that was directly in front of the stage. Like, like here is us and like four feet away is a chair where the musicians are going to sit. Amazing. And, and like, no one's at that table? Nobody's at that table. Huh. I think because it was like a little too close for comfort yeah. almost. Yeah. I was like, well, I guess it's me. So I sit down and I like put a few things down. And then, I don't know, maybe I think it was on the next ferry there were a few folks who came by and they were like, oh, like, you know, can we can we sit here? And I was like, sure. I just I just need like two other seats. And like so they kind of sat on the other side of the picnic table. It was like kind of like one of those eight person picnic tables. Oh, OK. And then I was just sort of sitting there and like scrolling on my phone or whatever. And they were clearly like a group of friends. Um, but, they, <laughs> but it was a great it was a great moment for eavesdropping. Oh. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, I mean, this is nothing too scandalous, but, and I couldn't quite hear because they, they actually had like pretty mellow voices. Oh my God. You're like, um, I'm sorry. Could you speak up a little <laughs> bit, please? <laughs> what did she say next? I'm like, <laughs> no. So, all right. So this, this one guy starts talking about, and I, I missed the very beginning of it because I wasn't really paying attention to them. And then I hear him talking about how somebody had called him to say that they like had his two dogs. And I could have some of this wrong because, again, I was Who like, cares? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. I'm like, we don't if even you're listening, right. like, yeah. this person is definitely not listening to our podcast. Um, that somebody had found his two dogs and they were like in his garage and um, to come and get them or whatever. And this guy was like, well, they aren't my dogs. And like, why do you think they're my dogs? And the person on the phone was like, well, they're, uh, their tags say like Lorem Ipsum. Or whatever. Lorem like, Ipsum. Lorem Ipsum. So do you know what Lorem Ipsum is? No. So so typically, like, Lorem Ipsum is, like, text you put. It's, like, dummy text. So you put it in when you're doing, like, a design file to make, like, filler, to show, like, layouts ah. and things like that. And, it you know, it always starts with Lorem Ipsum and then ah. blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so... This guy was saying that he thinks that it, that he was having a hard time convincing this guy they weren't his dogs. And, and then I, and I couldn't – and anyway, I couldn't quite hear, like, what his reasoning was that he was saying to his friends, like, why the guy would have thought that they were his. But he kept sort of implying things because you know how you talk to your friends when they – you know your background and all of this. Yeah. So I'm thinking, I don't know, is he like a designer? Yeah. somehow get confused? Or does he have like a design studio that's called Lorem Ipsum? Or like... Is he a Latin teacher? Is he a Latin teacher? <laughs> so anyway, so I, of course, got home and was like, beep, boop, boop, yes, like, yes. what's the... And I ended up going on Facebook and finding 
this sort of like community-based, like somewhat experimental theater group called oh. Warm Ipsum based in Portland. No. And it was the guy oh. and a bunch of his friends. No way. Yeah. This yeah. was like one of the people in one of the pictures was like also at the table. Oh. I like, I was like, oh, that's them. <laughs> and so I was like, that must be why, like the guy probably didn't, the person who had the dogs probably didn't know like that Lorem Ipsum, like the dogs might've been named Lorem and Ipsum and they probably belong <laughs> to some graphic designer or yeah. the other theory that I did hear them float at the table was like, maybe like they just sort of got these, like, like maybe they were like tags that somebody had just put filler text on, but like uh-huh. not the right text or something like they were testers. I don't know. It could have uh-huh. been a bunch of, a bunch of things, but anyway. Yeah. So I found this like, theater group on on facebook and i was like oh that is why so mystery that little mystery mini mystery solved but my very favorite part of this story (laughs) is that i believe (laughs) one of the people in this lorem ipsum group is swamp man hate 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 what because this this what the profile photo on Now, mind you, this group disbanded in 2020, they, okay. and they really stopped doing things, I think, around 2016. Oh, wow. So they haven't really been active. But this is their profile photo. Oh, my God. Okay. So <laughs> may I describe? Yes. Okay. Please. For busybodies, the profile photo of Lorem Ipsum is like a very good swamp man. Very good. It is a man who looks to be, I would say, at least 5'10", if not six foot, but he also has a lot of detritus attached to him, (laughs) making him look quite large. And he is covered head to toe in moss and also dead leaves and sticks. And he has sticks sticking out of his head like antlers in many directions. And he has a plop of like dried, dead um, hydrangea almost looking detritus on the top of his head and you cannot see his face and he has little skeleton hands and he looks very scary but also cool mm-hmm. and he's incredibly swamp man-esque we cannot see his green face but uh it's almost as if it's almost like swamp man evolution oh yeah it's almost like, swamp, like swamp man man cooler older brother oh swamp man on tea is what i was thinking <laughs> I just <laughs> cooler older brother, yeah, for sure. But yeah, oh my god, a hundred percent. And if you want the backstory on Swamp Man, see episode eight, Swamp Man, hate, hate, hate. Oh, was it eight? Here. I wonder. I so nice. Um, Way to use our, our spreadsheet to look that up. One of our, I didn't actually. I think I just know because it always ranks pretty high. It's oh yeah, one of our highest ranking episodes. So yeah. Anyway, so now I'm just even more curious. But that's the end of my gossip. Oh my god, did you make? Well, I have some follow up questions. Did you make eye contact with Bonnie Prince Billy? Not really, because he was wearing a hat and there was like really intense lighting on him. So oh. I feel like and there there were string lights over us. And weirdly, he was kind of on a stage that was like a little bit dark with really intense colored lighting. Ah. So I actually think he could probably see all of us, but it was really hard to like see his face. Ah. But it was a really beautiful show, as always. But um, yeah, it was a super special night. And um, yeah, he played um, Bitch and Bajas opened, which was really fun. And like the way they like... I don't know, just like the way they set up the lights in the trees and it was like on the ocean and yeah. in this beautiful spot. Anytime you have to take a ferry to see mm-hmm. like an outdoor show, I'm like, that's the sort of romantic life I want to live every totally. day. Oh like, my gosh. Totally. Just hopping, hopping the ferry to another little outdoor acoustic show. Yeah, that's very um, 
just nautical and dreamy. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's great. I will say the one drawback is having, we had to wait two cycles of the ferry to get home because Woof. by after, I think it's after 8 PM, they switch from the big ferry, the car ferry to the small ferry, which is just passenger, but the capacity is much lower. Yeah. So because everybody left the show at the same time, it was uh. like at least two cycles. I mean, we were, we got there. We like hauled our stuff and booked it back because we both had early morning. We all had early mornings the next morning and we missed the first. They had to shut, you know, they shut the line down and we all had to wait another hour. I was like, oh. You could just stand there in line for an hour. Yeah, we had chairs, so we just oh, sat good. in line yeah. and ate snacks, so it was fine. Okay. But, but still, woof. Yeah. Yeah. That's like Hard when you want to. On a Tuesday night when it's yes. like, you're like, oh, I'm not even going to get back to Portland until 10, 30 or 11. And then I have to get in the car and drive home an hour. <laughs> but yeah. it was still worth it. Whatever. It's when you want to like kayak yourself out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the dark. I know. Nightmare. That would, I could never, that would be an anxiety panic situation yeah <laughs> it probably and wouldn't actually panic. save you any time yeah <laughs> i reactivated bumble Ooh. i know bumble um probably really if i'm being very honest it was just for this <laughs> because <laughs> i don't know i actually just recently was talking to my friend recently i mean like two hours ago on the phone and i was like i wanted to sort of see like whomst was out and about on these apps and what they were doing. Yeah. And so I peeked around and I saw a few fun items. First off, <laughs> this guy, I'm just going to like read these to you because none of them, it's not a full profile. It's just a few little items that I ran across that I mm -hmm. thought were great. So um, this guy listed his non-negotiables <laughs> and it's only one, but there's a 1A and a 1B. <laughs> I understand 1A. I do not understand 1B. Okay. And I need you to help me. All right. So 1A is a non-negotiable. 1A, greeting pets in a Mrs. Doubtfire voice. Okay. And that makes perfect sense to me. Hello! Yeah. You know? Like, I actually get that reference, but it's mostly Holy crap. My, I know. But mostly because my, my former boss, Brett... Is basically Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> oh my God, what a dream. <laughs> He's wonderful. Oh. He would laugh at that. I mean, he is the one I think who maybe even started that. <laughs> who started Mrs. Doubtfire? No, who started like comparing himself well, to Mrs. Doubtfire? Mrs. Doubtfire is actually. Or Mrs. Featherbottom. He had some real Mrs. Featherbottom moments. Mrs. Doubtfire too. is a true story. It's actually a <laughs> biopic about Brett. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then 1B. <laughs> this is what I do not understand. So the first one, totally understandable. Second one, 1B, TJ Maxx slash Marshalls. <laughs> I think what he's saying is he really likes TJ Maxx and Marshalls. A non-negotiable? <laughs> a non-negotiable answer. TJ Maxx, Marshalls. I'm like, what do you- What about it? What, like? are, what do you mean? Like that they should exist or not exist? That their, their epic fight- to the death for like resale clothing should <laughs> exist forever. I don't know. Even going though they're owned by them? the same company. Are they? Oh, I, I believe know. they are. Yeah. Like going to them. Is that a non-negotiable? That's how I would read it. But I honestly have no idea. Shopping I mean, there? Like yeah. getting all of your clothes from there. I'm just, you know. Right. I, Do I have to shop there? Yes. I'm just saying it's non-negotiable for you. Yes, exactly. So <laughs> You go on the first date and he's like, I'm oh. sorry, is that from TJ Maxx? And you're like, no, Marshalls. And he's like, woof, phew. <laughs> 
God. And then uh, the next thing I saw was a dude who's 33 and his about me section is just one pickup line. And it is, I don't have a library card, but do you mind if I check you out? And I was like, it's not very good. But also I was like, all the first thing I read was just, I don't have a library card. And I was like, swipe left on this. (laughs) I was like, fuck off, fuck off. (laughs) What what could you possibly say to bring that back? Exactly. And then if it had been a very funny dad joke, perhaps, but no, no. Um, Okay. And then I did find this um, profile that had a couple of real bangers on it. Um, but then I realized that this person is um, uh, his first language is French, not English. So that okay. was what made it so fucking good. Oh, no, maybe Russian, actually. I think his first language is Russian. So while I was reading this, I was like reading it in a very um, what's that guy's name? Boltrek? Boltron? Borat. Borat. Okay. Bol- so this guy's first language is Russian. Um, so I was reading this in my mind in a Borat voice. Okay. <laughs> but basically, <laughs> it's his about me section is, this place is a shit show, but dot, 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 I am fascinated by the ultimate intricacies of our universe and beyond, dot, 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 never stop being curious, learning, asking questions, communicating and connecting with fellow brethren and helping strangers and stranded, (laughs) looking for great people and awesome connections. It was really sweet, but it's very funny when I was like reading through it and it was like, connecting with fellow brethren. It gave me a good laugh. And a couple other things that he said were really very funny. As a child, I was really into is the prompt. And his (laughs) response was being a king for a day, carried around by the girls next door on my throne and all of us having a ball about it. (laughs) (laughs) It's very sweet. Oh, gosh. And then also... He said, I'm a great plus one because, and he answered that prompt with, I am the glue of the party. (laughs) That's so jizzy. I am am the glue of the party and a great connector. Capitalize, capitalize. (laughs) I loved it. There's also so many emojis sprinkled, sprinkled, sprinkled throughout all of this. It was great. And then I did see another dude who had his interests listed. And his interests were he's in a he has a shirtless photo showing his chest hair, which looks really good, I will say. And he looks V attractive. But his interests that he listed are empathy, environmentalism, reproductive rights, sex positivity, and sleeping well. And I was like, I like this. <laughs> um anyway, so I just wanted you, to tell you that. You're not in reaching out. No, I'm not reach out. No, I did not reach out, but I did but I enjoyed looking at that. Yeah. I also just think it's funny when men list sex positivity because you know they're not like they're they're not like at home thinking like Oh, I'm really about not kink shaming and like being open minded and open hearted with people that are at home thinking like, yeah, I, I positively love sex. Anyway, so I did have some fun. How about you? Have you seen anything interesting on the on the apps lately? I have. So I did kind of a little experiment because and this will come as a, as a surprise to you, I'm sure <laughs> I for whatever reason, without having ever watched any of The Bachelor or Bachelorettes, got sucked into Golden Bachelor. Oh. <laughs> and- Ooh. 
there's at least one listener who is amped about yeah. this. <laughs> I'm not fully caught up. I have not watched this week's episode, which by the time we listen to this will be it will be over, I think. So I haven't done hometowns yet. But oh. And is. spoiler alert, are you going to spoil? I'm not going to spoiler alert anything. Okay. But I I was interested in watching it because I think generally like dating in your like mid 60s and up is of interest to me. I'm just, wait, wait, wait. Can you just remind me what's the Golden Bachelor? The Golden Bachelor is um, the Bachelor, except that he is in his 70s. So oh. he lost his wife. He's a widower and or widow. What, He's a widower. He's yeah. been widowed. Yeah. <laughs> um, his wife died is what I'm trying to say. Um, his wife passed away unexpectedly. He, they had been like married forever um just really seemingly lovely guy um and that was you know several years ago and he has adult kids and he's like looking for love so this season um he's the bachelor and then they bring in i don't even know how many (laughs) a truckload of like really beautiful like mid-60s to mid-70s women and hold please for one moment because i have watched bachelor and bachelorette and bachelor in paradise Mm -hmm. um a few of of each of those i've not watched tons but i've watched a few of each Mm -hmm. it is stunning to me that they actually matched the ages of the women to the ages of the men i was kind of assuming that they would be like and here are all of your 25 to 38 year old women to date you or even if it's 50 it seems like ridiculous yeah I know. And that was part of what I was curious about, too. And I don't know how the franchise has kind of been run before, but my I had a lot of assumptions about it, which was <laughs> that a lot of these people from, you know, just the clips you see on commercials and like what I'd picked up just like living in the world and seeing little clips of this. I was like, I feel like these people seem like kind of vapid and shitty. And that is probably not entirely true. I'm certain it's not. But that was sort of my assumption. Well. I, I, <laughs> you're not that far I, I only, yeah and maybe i'm not but i guess I, there yeah obviously everybody has a lot more to them than you could even absorb in a show like this for so sure. in all of the commercials for this why i got sucked in is like i was like this guy seems really nice and niceness especially seeming nice in like a really glitzy kind of like tv way was a little bit of a red flag so i was like curious so i've been watching it and this guy like seems like genuine like like truly like Midwestern level nice. Like he's just <laughs> extremely heartfelt at all times Aww. and like really sweet to these women. And also all of the women just have a lot going on and are cool. And they seem to like, for the most part, of course there's like a little bit of drama, but like they all kind of are like supportive of each other and like, Oh get wait, along. wait, wait, wait. The women are supportive of the other women? Yeah. Oh, that's a big change. I, I had a feeling. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. so great. They get along? They get along. There was like one little tiff, but it was like one week and then it was just sort of like over because one of them went away and it was very minor. But you could tell they were trying to play it up because I feel like the producers were probably like, shit, we got nothing to go with here. Oh so let's gosh. make this a big deal. I love that. I can't, Oh, my gosh. I die now to imagine like a gaggle of, you know, like. I think because I think they start out with like thirty. Yeah, it, it's a lot. Like yeah. 30, 70 year old women who are like becoming they all live besties. in the same house. Yes, yeah, and they like cook together and like Aww. swim together, and they have these group dates. And of course, there are, especially as the weeks go on, and many of them get or all of them really get very close to this guy and are like falling in love with him and feel like they have a relationship with him. 
but it's also hard to see other people having that same connection and going on dates without you. And like, so there are still big feelings, but I've just been really impressed with the way that like, I, I don't know. I'm like, do you get to a certain point in life where like all of a sudden like groups of people can like handle their shit or do they just select this cast really well? I just felt like it was reflective of a level of wisdom. You just don't get with a group of like 20 somethings. Oh my God. Possibly cannot. So I've been really liking that and really liking hearing about all of their are you crying? Paths. No. Okay. Uh, really <laughs> like just all of the like paths that their lives have taken. And I don't know. I just find it really interesting. I love that. And so it got me thinking about like dating and being on the apps as an older person and how that must be difficult. I mean, it's difficult as a 41 year old because you're sort of old for the apps at that point. So I did a little experiment. Ouch. I'm 42. <laughs> Cracked, ancient, <laughs> dusty. Start at 41 and then it ends and it's over. No. Um, so I adjusted my like dating range from for like 65 plus because I wanted to see some like older yeah. profiles. And um, anyway, so of course there were some very f- funny things and some real like ugh, eye roll moments. But I have to say I was pleasantly surprised by the kind of depth and, and, you know, it's I was looking on Hinge, so there's not much there's not much you can gather there. It's not a whole lot of words, but like the way that some of these men that I was looking at kind of like expressed what they wanted in this this way that you don't often see with yeah. men who are still our age, uh-huh. who I, I don't know. I see a lot of like second wave, like I've been I've had the kids, but now I've been divorced and I'm still kind of figuring out my relationship goals. And I'm like, dude, you're 40. <laughs> Really? No. Um, But just a lot of older men who seem to really know what they were looking for and really value like connection and like, I don't know, just like living kind of a beautiful life. And um, I I have a few examples of it that I wanted to share. But before I get into some of the good ones, I am going to play for you one kind of funny one that I found. Oh, is this a voice note? Yes. Oh, nice. It is um, responding to the prompt. I won't shut up about. And of course, there are like a lot of funny ways that people respond to prompts because there is kind of like, I feel like there's a lot of misunderstanding of like, but this one was funny to me. Okay. I won't shut up about. Hey girls, Papa bear here. (laughs) Uh, Ready to enjoy some pizza and wine. Oh, let me know. Oh, pizza. Pizza. You know what? Who doesn't love pizza and wine? Um, Papa bear here. (laughs) There is something precious about that. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty sweet. Um, all right. So some of these kind of nicer responses, I don't have like a ton of them, but I would say there were a lot of examples where I was just like, oh, wow, there's more depth to that. I feel like anyway, this one says this year, I really want to (laughs) complete enlightenment. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That is the goal. And then Um, die. (laughs) Finish learning Claire de Lune on piano and create oh. as much laughter as possible. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, yeah. All right. So this is somebody who um, has a photo, but in, they've taken a photo of a bunch of words typed up to uh-huh. like, so that they could say more in their profile. Uh-huh. Um, and it says, short list. How well do we match? Question mark at the top. And so it says, th- then there's a list. And the list is creating community, challenging myself to grow, exploring people in the world, 
ADD Central with a touch of OCD. Bad combo. <laughs> Food and wine snob. Music, especially local. Travel by motorcycle slash sail slash other. Love languages, service and touch and time. Devoted night. Demi, sapiosexual, extrovert. And then it says, interested? Then let me scare you off. And anyway, it lists a bunch of like sex stuff. But <laughs> do you want to hear it? Oh God. Yeah, okay. we, we all want to hear the sex <laughs> no, stuff. Stupid question. Yeah, I, I we want to hear the sex stuff. Yeah, that has less to do with the point that I'm trying to make, but I will read it. So. Who cares? Tell us this, the sex stuff immediately. <laughs> um, lingerie and latex fetish. Ah. Switchy, trending towards sub slash bottom. Uh-huh. Sensualist bottom, service top. GGG, masculine male with feminine archetype, fet life, and then they list their um, their, their handle profile, or their yeah. profile, and it says others have set a high bar. Still interested? Well, tell me what might interest or scare me away, and what you need. Virtuous queen deserves a chivalrous knight. <laughs> oh, yeah, but it's um, a lot of interests. It is a lot of interests. Yeah, and then. Um, this one doesn't so much show the depth that I'm talking about here, but it did make me laugh out loud, which is, especially as this guy is, you know, 68 years old. And yeah. I feel like if you can have a good sense of humor about this, it's pretty great. A life goal of mine to stay alive. Oh. <laughs> uh, I love it. Yeah. I love a little dark humor. Yeah, I, I loved it, but... Anyway, all in all, I was just surprised to at like, I don't know how I had to sort of like check some of my assumptions. Yeah. And because I would think like, okay, boomer men dating, I'm going to run into like a lot of a shit show. And I did run into some of that. Like I do with any age range I put. I mean, men are still men. <laughs> exactly. But I was really floored by like the ratio, I would say, of men who were looking for like really real connection and could speak about it with some like depth mm -hmm. was much higher than it is for the age range that I typically have my, my dating profiles set at. So anyway, I love that. It's glad to see it. Yeah. So maybe there's more than one golden bachelor in the world <laughs> and maybe he's into latex. I don't know. <laughs> and pizza. And pizza and wine. Oh, that's great. I love yeah. that. Have you ever dated anybody really old? Well, I mean, yes, so much so well, that one quite time a bit older than you, but that person was not actually like elderly. Multiple, multiple older guys. Like, oh, really? There was like a string of like 15, 16 years older than me, dudes. So, yeah, never anybody like strikingly younger than me, though. Mm -hmm. Except one was six years younger than me. No, that's pretty significant. I guess. I, I mean, mean, especially because at the time we were in our 20s. I was right. 30, you were 30 and he was 23 or 24. <laughs> but, so I guess, yeah, I, I mean, I, it's funny. I'm, I think when I say that out loud, I'm like, yeah, that is significant. But then I think about the fact that like then I was 30 dating a 46 year old. And for some yeah. reason that I'm like, but that's normal and fine. like there's nothing weird about that. But, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But I do think 30 to 24 is like. I like when I think about when I was 24, I was really 12 years old. <laughs> and when I was 30, I was not, you know, yeah. <laughs> when I was 30, I was 30. So, yeah. you know, but yeah, I haven't dated even the men who I dated who were older than me had this like strange Peter Pan quality about them that 
made them seem quite young. Mm -hmm. Probably, maybe they were immature. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't don't know. Um, And also, I don't like it when people say mature. It grosses me out. It actually grosses me right the fuck out. Yeah. I'm like, where are you from? It kind of gives me the creepy Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, I I actually, like, something slithered across my soul when I said it. (laughs) Um, So I take it back. But, yeah, I was just thinking to myself, like, I don't know that I've really I don't know that I've like been super attracted to like older men either unless it's Jeff Bridges mm, yeah I recommend you recommend you yeah know. I've been there you dated. No. yeah <laughs> Jeff Bridges and I we go way back yeah no but yeah what about but you? my mind recommends <laughs> <laughs> my fantasies say a yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes what about you I've never dated anybody significantly older, though not for any reason. Like, yeah. I have no nothing. Everyone I've dated has been older than me. I've never dated anybody younger than me. Ooh. And I, again, like, I don't really know why that is. Um, I don't have any hang-ups about dating somebody younger, but it just never happened. They've always been, like, within five five to seven years of my age, but always older. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like, I, you know, it's not that I don't find some younger men cute, but I just... um. I've never met a younger man that seemed like he wanted to, like, meet me at my level necessarily, you know? Mm-hmm. And and I don't mean that as a dig at all. Like, you are supposed to be yourself and do yourself and, you know, <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and, like, do your thing. Have fun. Like, whatever. I'm not saying anyone is, like, they're, you're younger than me for a reason and you're supposed to be who you are. But I just haven't, like, connected really in a way where I'd be like, oh, I want to be in something particularly deep with this person yeah I think for a long time for me like I was looking for a certain kind of stability that I I think I didn't feel like I could provide for myself Uh and so older was attractive yeah and now that I think that I figured some of those things out for myself I feel more open to dating somebody who maybe isn't in the same place in those ways yeah which is it has been an interesting mental shift yeah I mean, I haven't really been dating, so I haven't dated anybody younger, but it's also hilarious when I'm like, I was seeking stability when I think back at some of my relationships. I'm like, is that, was that really what I was going for? Because yeah, that, that's not actually what we found. Um, <laughs> you know, I, okay. uh, God, is anything stable anymore? This yeah. world feels so unstable. So yeah. destabilized yeah, that I'm like, I'm not sure we'll find that. <laughs> Maybe we will. Yeah. I have hope. Yeah. Or maybe fake stability. I'd be fine with a little fake stability even. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I can do fake stability at least on my own. (laughs) You know, now that I'm in my 40s, though, I I do think that like like dating younger when you're in your 30s means dating someone in their 20s, which I feel like is a huge leap. But being Mm -hmm. in my 40s and dating a man in his 30s doesn't feel crazy to me at all and feels very um, like rational. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just, yeah. Of course, now we're over the dating cliff, so they probably think of it. They're like, no, those women are basically dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's the corpse bride. <laughs> that's the ashen <sighs> bachelorette. <laughs> I was like, can we get, like, a plus-size midlife crisis bachelorette, please? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It should just be us. I know, right? Bachelorettes. Bachelorettes. I gotta say, and I... Because I've never watched The Bachelor, like, I, I don't really, I'm not up on this, but, like, there is a host, which I don't really understand, because uh-huh. all he does is pop out and say, the final rose. Yeah. 
That's that's the whole job. Yeah, the hosting job is so bizarre. <laughs> like we know you don't. This doesn't need to be a job. I know it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. But they need like some sort of MC, I guess, to like get things back on track at times. But they act like the host is like some like knower of knowledge and they mm-hmm. never are or like you know someone you're supposed to go like that the bachelor should go to for like advice or whatever and the advice is always like well how do you feel <laughs> it's just like thanks a lot i could have gotten this from zero anything. qualifications yes to coach anybody through this experience yes and in fact the longtime bachelor host this was a scandal the longtime bachelor host chris harrison stepped away from the role because he kind of acted like uh racist ding dong on air also the bachelor and the bachelorette don't have a great history uh of wokeness in the slightest like Mm -hmm. it's a pretty jesus-centric show very white-centric um Mm. obviously steeped in capitalism and and obvious heteronormativity (laughs) but um yeah so not a great track record in terms of uh liberal politics (laughs) a pretty conservative show so you know i i think there's been a lot of um sort of like like a like a um sort of subterranean vein of like of like sort of racist or just like generally not great treatment of the people of color in the cast and mm-hmm. they just had their first black bachelor like i think like in the beginning of the pandemic or something Jesus, hasn't this show been on for like 30 years yes or something yes ridiculous? it actually has been on since the dawn of television yeah. it was the first show <laughs> People turn on their televisions and they saw The Bachelor. <laughs> and it's been the same host since then. <laughs> the final rose. No yes. oh, shit. <laughs> wow. Your job is hard. I know. <laughs> I know. The the host does have more work to do when it comes to like the beginning of the series and the end of the series, they have to host the like um, introductions to everyone and the like pre there's like a big special that starts the series off. It's like two hours where you like talk with whoever's going to be the bachelor or bachelorette and you get like their backstory and the host is doing all of that. And the host is like interviewing the bachelor bachelorette or anyone else in their life who might be like involved and is sort of like opening the scene for us and creating a space in that way. And then the batch, the um, host does the like the final rose ceremony thing and then also does like the after the final rose, which is like where you have like the reunion episodes. Gotcha. So they have to do and they have to wrangle and they have to do all those interviews. So there's like stuff they have to do. But during the season, yeah, they're just like I imagine them like kicking their feet up by the pool little Mai Tai little don't talk to me now <laughs> even more so when it's Bachelor in Paradise which is like when <laughs> do you even know what that is uh-uh. okay that's when Bachelor contestant batch, so the women the Bachelor contestants and Bachelorette contestants the men mm-hmm. they like all get sent to this private resort and beach that the Bachelor owns in Mexico Whoa. and they all stay in these like beach huts Mm -hmm. for like weeks on end and people cycle in and out like people leave and other people arrive onto the beach and and like and they're from different seasons too so you could have like oh these are like recycled bachelors and bachelorettes sorry it's the contestants who didn't win okay you probably said that it didn't uh it's totally fine i might not have said it though but so it's just all these people who've been on TV but didn't win anything and didn't, didn't meet their mate. <laughs> and so they're all here now to see if any of these other recycled candidates <laughs> are, uh, are like their soulmates. 
But in that situation, you like never see the host. <laughs> the host is just like when someone arrives to the beach, they're like, hey, <laughs> they're like, go have fun. And that's like all you do. Huh. So the host is like even less so. Interesting. And do they often, so like if they do like a season of The Bachelor and then they do like a season of The Bachelorette, do they often take is the bachelorette somebody who had been on the bachelor before yeah. or is it a totally new person usually usually, usually it's from because i really hope they do a golden bachelorette and they pick one of the women from this show oh because there are a lot of women i want to yeah. know more about who yeah. like we you know didn't maybe got eliminated a little early or but like seem really cool mm, typically it's going to be someone who is a major fan favorite so someone who made it really far in mm. the season oftentimes it's the one who was rejected at the end okay but there are some, some but sometimes ones. that one who, who's rejected is like really boring and they skip over her and pick someone who like the third or fourth runner up who was cooler that everyone liked more. Well, I'll yeah. be interested to see. I hope they do it. Um, yeah. There's one woman on the show who dated Prince. Holy shit. Yeah. She was a dancer. I, I just she thought was like maybe one of his dancers it. or whatever. She was a professional dancer, but she dated Prince. I got the chills when you said that. Like, I'm like the the hair on the back of my shoulders, which is very fine and golden and not <laughs> golden not like black hair. <laughs> I don't have back hair. I fucking okay, promise. She's a blonde gorilla. You can't. No. <laughs> Jesus, it just like raised a little when you said she dated Prince. My yeah. whole body was like, quang. Could you imagine being The Bachelor and being like, this woman's really interesting, but she dated Prince. I no don't know shit. if I can live up to that. Oh, my God. I will say he is very tall. So he's got that going for him, which maybe Prince didn't. Yeah. Well, definitely Prince. I, I don't think Prince needed to be tall. I think if Prince he was didn't tall, tall and was everything he was, no. that like so much anyone he dated package. would have been blown off the planet. Yeah. Oh, so, That's great. Yeah. That's a cool little piece of info. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. dated Prince. My God. <laughs> I know. If and when you ever have time in your life again and you're looking for something that's pretty feel good, but also reality TV, I would recommend. I, I would love great. to know what you think. And I don't know. I've been enjoying it. Yeah. That sounds great. I'm I'm interested. Yeah. Mm. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Um, Friend of the pod, busybody, Gina. Gina. Um, Hi, Gina. Has been watching The Golden Bachelor and has texted me more than once crying. <laughs> <laughs> like she is actually crying yes. watching it? Yeah, she's Aww. weeping watching it because it's so sweet. It is very sweet. Yeah. Um, I hope this guy is as nice as he seems. I don't know why that always worries me, but that probably well, says more about me than anybody else. I, you know, like, it's there's got to be. It's okay well, to be suspicious. I mean, people are human. There's obviously right. more to them than we than we see. Yeah, he's shows, not an angel. That's for he's sure. He's not like, perfect. Yeah, nobody yeah. is. He's but. probably a shitbag. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's complicated, just like you said. Do you happen to have a just the tip? I I think I do. Oh my god, just the tip. I love it. <laughs> Thank you for that musical interlude. Yeah, um, yeah you're welcome. The tip. <laughs> um, all right. So I just recently made a big purchase, which is that I bought a bed and Whoa. I bought a new mattress. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Congratulations. That is so exciting. Thank you. And it was it was really hard for me to do. One, yeah. First of all, I've never had... As an adult. I've never had, had a bed. I've never had anything other than like just a metal, one of those metal mm. invisible frames. Mm -hmm. And the one that I had also had to be propped up by a four by four underneath uh -huh. and yep. like a series of four by fours that mm -hmm. I've moved several times. It basically was broken for like <laughs> over a decade. And the mattress that I had was actually a nice mattress, but it was 
a hand-me-down over a decade ago from my sister. She was getting rid of it like when my, I guess not over a decade ago, but almost a decade ago, like when my nephew, when she was pregnant with my nephew. And it was like one that was already kind of a reject and in her guest room. And then they had to free up the guest room. So anyway, I had been sleeping on this forever. It was just totally shot. And I'd been kind of wanting a bed for a while. And I happened to, there's a lot of backstory for a tip, but I had had my eye on this bed frame on Wayfair for a long time. I kept getting ads for it for years. Yeah. But it was like way more expensive than I would spend on something like that for myself. But I was always like, I, I like it, but it just, I just didn't feel right about pulling the trigger on it. But it turned out that an interior decorator, I happened, this all started because, well, one, I needed a new mattress, but I happened to see um, an interior designer in town posted to Facebook Marketplace the exact bed frame I wanted, brand new, Whoa. for over $1,000 less than Oh, it was. my God. <laughs> and so I was like, do I do it? Do I do what it? What a gift. Yeah, yes, you do it. What a and gift from like, the universe. Oh. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. So yeah. I got it. And I like picked it up. It was brand new, like not even assembled. It was something that she bought for a project and then decided not to use in that project. And so it was just selling at like less than wholesale price. So I was like, Incredible. okay. I was like, well, I got a bed. I'm not going to put my old mattress on it. So I was like, you know what? It's fine. You never spend like money on big things on, my, on yourself. Like, so I bought a mattress and I got to say, here's the tip. If okay. you need a new mattress just, and you can swing it at all, you deserve it and you should get a new mattress because it is life-changing yeah i am so much more comfortable it's obviously so important we all know we spend a lot of time in bed and yes it was really painful but then i remembered like if i needed new tires for my car it would probably be about the same amount of money and i wouldn't think twice about it because it seems like something i have to do yeah and i'm really glad i did it and it is also <laughs> the most, the two combined is the most expensive thing I've ever bought myself other than my car. Yeah. Oh I'm my like, gosh. Holy totally. Shit. I've never spent that much money on myself. Yeah. A mattress, a good one, the price. Oh my gosh. Crazy. Yeah. Now, what kind of mattress did you get? I ended up getting a Helix. Uh huh. Which, which we is, hear on many a podcast. Do we? I don't think I get the Helix ads oh, yes. online. But, yes, um, I do. Yeah. It's one of the many internet mattress companies. Yeah. I've only slept on it for two nights now. So it's still very new. Yeah. But anything's got to be better than a 20-year-old mattress. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it, it feels really great. I would say, you know, the only thing which I, I've read is pretty typical, a typical reaction for people who are used to a full spring bread bed and then switch to this like a hybrid spring and foam uh-huh. is that the edge isn't as sturdy. So yeah. like when you sit on it, it dips yeah. down more, which I don't love, mm-hmm. but it's very comfortable to sleep on. You yeah. get used to it too. Cause I have a, yeah. I have a foam mattress or whatever the expandable mattress but I did buy one that was slightly more expensive than the normal one in from this company Tuft and Needle that has um supported edges oh nice which was a cool purchase but it still is a is a weird sensation nice I bought this mattress actually the Helix Plus which is specifically designed Uh for people of larger size oh supposed to be more durable and more supportive and have cushioning specific to like a certain body size. And there are a couple, um, there are a couple companies out there that are doing this now. Some companies who make standard mattresses and then just have like models, um, for heavier bodies. They're supposed to last as long as, you know, other mattresses with non-heavy people on them, essentially. So they're built a little bit more 
rugged, I suppose. But there's also another company, <laughs> which I love. It's called Big Fig. Oh, logo is a fig. And it's like, I'm like anyway, so I that's love a that whole company dedicated to making mattresses for heavier also, bodies. Smart fucking idea. And yeah. why hasn't anybody done this before now? And because and we know why, obviously, it's because mm-hmm. of fat phobia. But like so smart. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's great. Oh, I'm so happy for you. What a wonderful purchase. Great job. Yeah, I'm excited. So that's my tip. Go get yourself a new mattress. Just the tip. <laughs> the tip. well um it was so lovely to see you and thank you for coming and thank you for coming thank you for coming yes thank you for coming (laughs) yes thank you for having me (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) thank you for coming Uh, here to your apartment yeah i did i came here to my apartment (laughs) thank you for coming to my apartment it was just really nice to see you and it was nice to connect and it was lovely to talk with you busybodies Yes, always mm-hmm. nice to chat with the busybodies. Yeah. And I have so many more gossips saved up and I oh can't my wait god. to record again. I can't wait either. Oh my god, <laughs> so exciting. Well, I bet you can't wait either. So we see you on another Tuesday. Next, next Tuesday. Next, next Tuesday. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Babe Patrol is created and hosted by Lauren Audette and Ashley Bliss and is produced by Steph George. If you need an audio producer, find her website in the show notes. This podcast is brought to you by no one as of right now but if you would like to advertise with us please reach out we are interested in absolutely anybody but if you own a place where gossip happens then you completely should be advertising with us email us at baypatrolpod at gmail.com as a listener you can also support us at patreon.com slash baypatrolpod and get some extra goodies there for your trouble and if you can't support us with dollars we ask that you like us rate us five stars and review us wherever you listen to us it helps people find us and gossip with us find us on instagram at baypatrolpod and send us any hot gossip tips or dating stories to our email which again is baypatrolpod at gmail.com see you next tuesday busybodies the bay patrol theme song was written and recorded by john meadow and laura cromwell with members of the former band hawkslet russ graham on guitar aaron rooney on vocals edie davis quinn on vocals and myself lauren audette on the vibrous slab It was recorded at Running Girl Studios at the Hibernaculum. 